to the fifth podcast in the IAS series, Life in the Time of Coronavirus. Here you can listen to Dr. Stephen Walker, Head of Architecture at the University of Manchester, discuss a series of works by the British artist Helen Chadwick entitled Viral Landscapes. Using her working notes, here read by Chloe Julius, Walker invites us to consider the position of viruses in the continua amongst environment, bodies and cells, and provocatively to think through Chadwick's causational flips from the virus in us to us in the landscape. Let me suggest you to imagine yourself walking on a long gallery, displayed in line one after the other, Chadwick's images of the Pembrokeshire coast, populated by her cells. Let Stephen Walker transport you to these viral spaces. You in them and them in you. While Chloe Julius whispers Chadwick's thoughts as if they were your own. In these days of C19, we never stop hearing about the virus. Almost involuntarily, I've been thinking about the artwork and the broader thinking of Helen Chadwick although by no means her main or only concern. She was interested in and informed by new developments in science for much of her career, and her approach provides a timely reminder regarding the potent relationships that can exist between art and science. What strikes me in particular is the importance of recontextualising very precise and detailed scientific thinking back into much broader understandings of our relationship with the worlds around us. Many of the scientific developments she explored have been overtaken. That said, the bigger questions regarding both the impact of science and art on the establishment and maintenance of our identities, our epistemologies and our relationships with non-humans remain current or perhaps even more pressing. In a notebook, Chadwick indicated her somewhat ambivalent position towards science while also revealing the motive and ambition for her own work. She wrote, and this is verbatim. Science, not only way of gaining access to truth of universe. Access nature of reality through non-scientific means. What's left out to heal divide of art science might be consciousness, subjectivity, live time, identity. Chadwick's conviction fueled by a growing microbiological understanding, was that the cell and the self should be considered as continua, and that the body was continuous with nature. According to these early formulations, the cell figured in her thought as the highest limit of self-sufficiency and autonomy. Again, reading directly from a notebook, she wrote, Against closure as a principle, device of Western representation and selfhood, There is no self-sufficiency or autonomy beyond the cell itself. No limit to knowledge, information, exchange to be welcomed against curtain of mortality. While these ideas are manifest throughout her mature output, it was in her realised project Viral Landscapes from 1988 that this approach was clearly stated for the first time. Viral Landscapes comprised a series of computer-generated composite images combining photographs of the Pembrokeshire coastal landscape with hugely enlarged microscopic slides of her own cells. These works were addressed to the productive lot of identity, 
based on anthropocentric, almost anthropometric paradigms of the discrete, whole human body. She proposed instead to explore the possibility of an identity based on her understanding of continua between cells, the body and nature. As she wrote in a notebook kept during the time when she was preparing this series. Viral landscapes, binary difference abolished. Potential loss of identity is a very productive moment due to slippage of boundaries of self. Derelict corpse of body is spectacle abandoned. Edge of limits, letting go, desire for non-being, welcoming other most intimate. Ecologies, anatomies, moving simultaneously inside and outside the organism. Viral landscapes provided a very direct manifestation of her broader position regarding the interdependence between cell and landscape, micro and macro. Approached at a cellular level, she held that the notion of selfhood draws in a far wider range of potential exchange than more traditional anthropocentric models. Developing from her early interest in cellular behaviour and continua, Chadwick moved away from an exclusive focus on the cell, finding a more useful analogy through which to consider these boundaries in the aggressive interaction between virus and cell. This shift is suggested in the menacing undertones of Andrew Scott's book Pirates of the Cell, the story of viruses from molecule to microbe, from which Chadwick took notes and where it's likely she derived her title Viral Landscape from Scott's term Viral Architecture. She was critical of readings that asceticised viruses, new microscopic technologies reduced to spectacular images, in much the same way that today we're seeing coronavirus all over the media as both quasi-scientific imagery and as icons. Her interest was based on the dynamic instability of the cell's involvement in the transmission of information and the complex processes of change that were involved in virus-cell interaction. More radically, perhaps, her thinking questioned the assumed direction of information flow and the ways that these ideas could bring about positive change. Chadwick's take on viral architecture was stretched to figure metaphorically in her understanding of alternative non-binary notions of subjectivity, individual identity, culture and art. No longer enjoying an autonomy set by the physical boundary of the body or the cell wall, she increasingly argued that all aspects of human life always already involved interaction with others. Again reading from a notebook, she wrote... Virus exist on borderline between living and non-living matter. Lesson in harmony to both virus and human, the between of nature. Nature and culture cannot be separated. Interaction between ecosystems, virus as dissident, cultivates dissensus as the possibility of change, open to evolution. Although Chadwick would perhaps have placed a premium on the socio-cultural over the natural world, her considerations of the potential role of art were developed explicitly as a viral technique through analogy with her understanding of viral and cellular behaviour. As viral landscapes anticipated, no longer should human beings figure as the active, controlling force in a passive landscape. Instead, she refigured this relationship along the lines of the viral. She wrote these notes in her final facts. Culture and human beings as nature's virus. We are viruses to the landscape. I find it interesting to consider 
how this sits with discussions of the new normal that might emerge after C19, if there is an after. As many people have already pointed out, what was taken for normal was anything but, whether this reveals a chronic underfunding of the health and care services, or social inequalities, or the imbalance and perceived separation between humans and nature, or resource extraction, or climate change denial, the list goes on. And Chadwick's message was not necessarily a popular one, and we should remember that she was working during the rise and rise of the AIDS crisis in the 1980s. Although she emphasised that she took viral behaviour to be amoral, and took a very dispassionate view of human activity as nature's virus, nature's pollutant. Despite, or perhaps because of the terror of the AIDS virus or AIDS epidemic brought about, she found new analogies in viral behaviour that she believed could provide a model for new, more harmonious relationships. To suggest that we look again at viruses at the present time, in our present circumstances, and I mean not just to research C19, to develop testing for the virus, for antibodies, for a vaccine and so on, but to return to Chadwick's broader challenge that we somehow identify our own behaviour with that of viruses. To suggest that we look again dispassionately at viruses may be a hard argument to win right now. But arguably, the relationship between humans and nature, or non-humans, has become even more bounded and separated, despite decades of climate science or the recent impact of Greta. And I think Chadwick's work can remind us that there are other things at stake, as we're suddenly having to reconsider what we thought we knew about our own bodies and those of others, our bodies' vulnerabilities and the immediate and more distant interconnections these reveal. Thanks for listening. It's been an absolute delight to work with Stephen Walker on this and I thank him for this piece. Also thanks to Chloe Julius for her interpretive reading and Tamar Gar for introducing the piece. Do send us your feedback and proposals to a.branchat at ucl.ac.uk. Music is by Smallhouse, Best of Feelings and the BBC Sound Archive. Communications are by Patricia Mascarell-Jombard and production and edition are by me, Albert Branchat Aguilar. Look after yourselves and others, and see you soon.